Welcome to the English Language Institute of Singapore's podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alison Tan, a lead specialist from Ellis. For this classroom inquiry podcast series, we invited four representatives from the West Zone ELNLC to tell us more about their experiences. This is the third episode of the three-part series on their learning. In episode one, Nora, Peter, Malar, and Yusnita from the West Zone ELNLC described the beginnings of their NLC and classroom inquiries. In the second episode, we learned more about the classroom inquiry completed by the ORC team led by Malar and Peter. In this episode, we will hear from Yusnita and Nora, who will tell us more about the collaborative inquiry project of the reading team. Hello, Nora and Yusnita. Welcome back. Could you tell us more about your team's inquiry on reading? Yes, gladly, Alison. Our team wanted to find out the effects of reading strategy instruction on students. So, we designed the inquiry based on two questions. The first inquiry question was, what are the effects of reading strategy instruction on students' ability to apply these strategies independently? The second question was, what are the effects of reading strategy instruction on students' reading comprehension? I see. What was your team's plan for carrying out the inquiry? We conducted an intervention over six weeks, during which students were taught various reading comprehension strategies. To measure the effects of this intervention, we administered a pre-intervention task and a post-intervention task. These tasks required students to think aloud as they made sense of a passage and annotated the text. We recorded their think-alouds and transcribed them. Then, we analysed and compared their think-aloud transcripts and annotations. We wanted to find out if they applied the reading comprehension strategies and if they did, how they did so. In addition to the face-to-face -face intervention lessons, the reading team also conducted online lessons and prepared SLS packages to ensure continuity in the students' learning beyond classroom lessons. And beyond the inquiry too, I think. So, how many teachers, students and schools participated in this collaborative inquiry project? Five teachers and 111 students from four primary schools participated in the project. The schools involved were West Grove, Beacon, Unity and Singnan Primary Schools. So, what were the findings of your inquiry? Well, we found out that most of our students benefited from the lessons. They were able to apply the reading strategies independently when they were given new texts or even texts of a higher level. We also observed an increase in self-confidence and self-directed learning behaviours when they encountered reading tasks. This was evident in the audio recordings and the transcripts of their think-alouds as well as in their annotations of the text they were reading. There were fewer long awkward pauses in their recordings and more confidence could be heard in their tone of voice. In addition to that, the evidence collected from the post-intervention task showed that students were engaging in more metacognition. For example, we saw that students had made more purposeful and deliberate annotations which showed that they were monitoring their comprehension while reading. All in all, the results and evidence gathered convince us that teaching reading strategies explicitly to students 
help them to process and comprehend text better. Perhaps more importantly, it has shown us that such learner-centered reading comprehension lessons do help students to become more independent and discerning readers. You must have felt quite encouraged by those results. Now, can you talk about how being involved in a collaborative inquiry impacted you as teacher leaders? Well, I think we reaped many gains over the two years of being a part of the collaborative inquiry. We came from different schools and built a community of learners who shared and learned from one another. Many teaching practices from the participating schools were shared, so we could reflect upon how to improve them collectively in order to meet desired learning outcomes. In the process of sharing and improving current practices, we help one another develop as reflective practitioners. Yes, I agree with what Nora is saying. We engage in constant self-questioning and encourage one another to seek deeper understanding at almost every stage of the inquiry process. As teacher leaders, we shared a common vision. We understood that our own learning should extend beyond ourselves, our level, our department, and our school, so that it can have a positive impact on the wider fraternity. Having said this, we must acknowledge that we did face challenges along the way. However, we overcame them as a team, and I think we emerged stronger for it. Oh, what do you mean by challenges? The first challenge was to do with leading, managing, and sustaining a collaborative inquiry. We know that taking the lead in any endeavor will always come with a set of startup challenges, such as visioning, planning ahead, rallying people to a cause, monitoring one another's learning, working with constraints, maintaining the momentum, sustaining our motivation while juggling other responsibilities, and collaborating and coordinating with other stakeholders. That's quite a lot of challenges. So how did you deal with them? Well, we practice distributed leadership. There is a quote from Tom Peters, great leaders do not create followers, they create more leaders. Distributed leadership is a shared and collective leadership practice that allows opportunities for different team members to take the lead. Over time, as we got to know one another's strengths and capabilities better, we let team members take the lead in some areas. We created new leadership roles and that enabled more collaborative teamwork. It's like geese flying south in winter, in a V formation. As each goose flaps its wings, it creates an uplift for the birds that follow. When a goose falls out of formation, it suddenly feels the resistance of flying alone, so it quickly moves back into formation. To encourage those in front to keep up their speed, the geese give encouraging honks. And should the lead goose become tired, it rotates back into the formation and another goose flies to the point position. As we reflect on our experience and draw lessons from the geese, we realized that the collaborative inquiry had provided us with the uplift, encouragement and the leadership opportunities for self-mastery and improvement through collaboration. That's a useful take on teamwork. What about some of the other challenges? Well, another key challenge was the lack of time. You know, we needed time to read relevant literature, to plan the intervention lessons and prepare resources, as well as to write reflections and, of course, conduct the inquiry. And how did you manage time? 
we did spend time on all the challenges I just mentioned, but we thought the benefits to student learning, to our own learning, and to our colleagues' learning were worthy of the time we invested in inquiry. We wanted to be able to help our colleagues develop habits and practices that impact teaching and learning, rather than time-consuming worksheets that do not lead to much student learning and do not prepare our students to be future-ready. When we spend more time today on developing our knowledge bases, knowledge of learners, subject content knowledge, and pedagogical content knowledge, we free up more time tomorrow because we can make pedagogically sound and informed decisions to impact teaching and learning and not waste time on carrying out ineffective strategies. Well said, Yusnita. I couldn't agree more. Making progress doing meaningful work can create positive emotions in the workday. And having this mindset helps us to overcome the feeling of never having enough time. And on that encouraging note, we've come to the close of this episode. Thank you, Nora and Yusnita, for sharing your stories and your lessons. We hope our listeners will be inspired by your experiences to start their own classroom inquiries. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to influence the learning of others. We've come to the end of the third and final episode in this podcast series, Learning from Inquiry as a Zonal NLC. This podcast was hosted by me, Dr. Alison Tan, a lead specialist from Ellis. Thank you for listening. Thank you.